hand clap of praise. Oh, come on, you can do better than that. Amen. Amen. You may be now seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Can we give that praise team another hand praise? Amen. I'm always excited when I see young people praising the Lord. Amen. You know, I wasn't a heathen all of my brother as he prayed and I'm in the church as a small child and I was watching my young brother as he prayed and the Lord took me all the way back to my days. The Bible say train them up in the way that they should go and when they get older. Well, you know, I got older and I'd act a fool. But my mother had a word from the Lord that they will not depart. Amen. Amen. The Tabernacle of Praise, I bid you greetings from the House of Prayer Word Outreach Church in Dallas, Texas. My wife sends her greetings to you as well, along with the House of Prayer family. I'll be talking more about this later. 22 years. I wasn't even born again 22 years ago. Amen. And the first time I met Bishop Jackson, I was a Muslim sitting in the audience mocking him. Amen. Oh, but look at what the Lord can do. Amen. I want to tell you, your greatest accomplishment was not in Liberia, West Africa. It was in Arlington, Texas, where the Lord so impressed your bishop upon my heart. I've been chasing him ever since. Now, I must tell you, I don't want what he has. I want what has him. Oh, come on, somebody. Amen. He has indeed been a father to me. Amen. All that I know about Christ and missions, I've learned from him. Sometimes you don't know what a good teacher you have. But I tell you down there where I sit in Texas. There's a reason why when he calls, I go. Because he saved my life. I can't remember the person, but I remember the man, the Christ man. I don't remember the message, but I remember the man, the Christ man. And I thank the Lord for him and his lovely wife, who has always been a blessing to me and this T.O.P. family. You have set a beautiful atmosphere here, and I enjoy coming here. Amen. And so thank you for all that you do uh, in the Lord. There is a word from the Lord on today. Amen. And I don't know the protocol of your house, but I'd like to draw, draw your attention to the book of John. This is our Passion Week. Uh, book of John chapter 6. I want to read this into your hearing on this morning. If you have your Bible, stand with me for the reading of God's word. And um, I don't know. Um, it, it's always hard preaching against food, especially when it's right there and you can smell it. Amen. And, and I was up uh, with Bishop as we ministered to the macaroni and cheese last night. So I'm going to do my best to say what I have to say and get out of the way. And if I tarry, just bear with me. I'm going home tomorrow. Amen. But we did come to celebrate, right? 
Amen. I've never met a long-winded preacher. You'll get that one on the way home. You notice the, the hush over the place? You do work at least eight hours, right? So I ought to be good for... The Bible reads in the book of John, John chapter 6. I'm going to read for you here in verse 63 through 71. I'm reading from the New American Standard of the Bible. The Bible said, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were, who, do, who did not believe, and who it was that would betray him. And he was saying, for this reason, I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted him from the Father. As a result of this, many of his disciples withdrew and were not walking with him anymore. So Jesus said to the twelve, you do not want to go away also, do you? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus answered them, did I myself not choose you, the twelve, and yet one of you is a devil? Now he meant Judas, the son of Simon, as scarce, for he, one of the twelve, was going to betray him. I want to minister to us on this morning, why did Jesus choose Judas? Why did Jesus choose Judas? The grass withered, the flower thereof fadeth away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Why did Jesus choose Judas? We find Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Matthew 26, verse 36, he and his disciples went there to pray. The Bible says, then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. The Bible says that Jesus was agonizing in this garden and he began to have a clash where humanity met divinity. He says, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass me by. I understand Jesus's plight because I myself have moments where humanity is up against divinity. By the way, I want to remind you that I had a great Bible study this morning. It was really good, and I noticed that most of you we're not there. It was a clash of humanity up against 
divinity. You're having your own Gethsemane experience because your spirit man wants to do the, the will of God, but 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 our humanity says, I'm gonna get me just a little more sleep. By the way, my bed was comfortable last night as well, but 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 divinity says you gotta get up. And, and, and Jesus, as he was agonizing there, he went back to the Lord and he says, but nevertheless, this is, this is divinity speaking now, not my will, but your will be done. Can anybody say that on this morning? Not my will, but, but wait a minute now. Wait, wait a minute now before you just answer. I, I, I don't want you to just holler it out because it's easy to say a thing, but it's a different story when we have to live that thing out. Amen. I'm on, I'm on a mission this morning, and, and my mission this morning is to drive the, the Judas out of me. Notice I'm not on your street. I'm not on your row. I'm, I'm talking... To me, and you'll get the benefit of me driving the, the Judas out of me. Amen? When I grew up, I was vertically challenged, and some of you might say I'm still vertically challenged. And, 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 and I love playing basketball because I had this vertical challenge. I didn't get picked much. much. They, they didn't choose me. And, and when they did pick me, they say, I got the little man. I got tired of being the little man. Amen, amen. I got tired of being the little man, but, but they would always choose me. And, and then once they noticed the little man had some skills, then... See, appearances can be uh, deceiving. They're, 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 are you tracking with me this morning? You, you, you look holy on this morning, amen. And, and I don't want just the appearance of holiness. Am, am I in tabernacle of praise? I don't want just the appearance of being holy. Yeah, I went to church from the time I was born till I was 19 years of age. I, I played Jesus in the Resurrection Sunday morning play, and I wasn't even saved. I had the appearance of holiness. I'm driving the Judas out of me. Yeah, I was crucified, but I wasn't saved. I, I was in the Christmas play and, and, and even played baby Jesus before, but I wasn't saved. I had the appearance of holiness. Why did Jesus choose Judas? Was Jesus taken by surprise? Was he a bad judge of character? You read my notes. I got no down here. <laughs> Jesus knew exactly what he was doing. And, and, and I, I want you to know that when he chose me, he knew exactly what he was doing. Don't worry about fooling the preacher or the priest. Jesus know exactly what he's doing. The book of Mark chapter 7, beginning at verse 37, they were utterly astonished, saying, He has done all things well. He makes even the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. Jesus picked Judas, knowing with his eyes wide open that he would betray him. 
Can we switch gears and talk about religious hypocrites and the need for true salvation? See, when I was a small Peking, when I was a small boy, I looked holy. I looked righteous, and I knew how to do the church thing, but really, I was a religious hypocrite. Later on in life, it will be revealed that I was not saved and I did not know the Lord. The Bible tells us in the passage of Scripture that we just read, Jesus know who the true believers are. And in a room this size, we should be asking ourselves the question that the disciples asked Jesus, is it I, Lord? See, I'm not so concerned about anyone right now. I needed to know if I was saved. I needed to know if I was born again. Amen? I'm not talking about an intellectual belief, but I'm talking about a heart that, that really trusts the Lord. The Bible says from the abundance of the of the heart the mouth speaks be careful what come out of your mouth is revealing what's really in your heart and I know this to be true. I was raising my family and my children in Islam, and the Lord saved me, and he saved my whole family. So I know what it's like to go to church and not be saved. I know what that's like. And I know what it's like to be a religious hypocrite. I know what that is like. And I see it in the life of Judas. Judas had the right association. Are you tracking with me? He rubbed shoulders with Jesus and the other disciples. Amen. See, you in good company around Bishop Jackson. He is a, a, a great man of God, but rubbing shoulders with him will not get you into the kingdom. Amen. Yeah, he had the right association. I, I can't imagine a man hanging out with Jesus and not being saved. I mean, you can't get a better teacher. You can't get better association than that. And we are told in America to just go to church, and it's a good start, but going to church will not save you. I don't mean to pick this morning, so I'm just going to say I'm trying to drive the Judas out of me. He had the right association. He rubbed shoulders with Jesus. And the other disciples, they loved Judas. Are you still there? Judas spent three and a half years under the teaching of Jesus. Now, 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 Bishop is a great teacher. That's why I've been following him all these years. But I don't suppose he can teach like Jesus. Are you still with me? I mean, he's good now. I mean, he's he close. So if. Judas set up under Jesus and didn't get saved. It can be kind of easy. Now, I'm just saying to set up under Bishop and not be saved. I'm just saying. Come on, help me, somebody. It is. He had the right association. He had the right reputation. The other disciples never imagined Jesus, Judas would betray Jesus. They, they never know it. That's why they all said, Lord, is it I? I mean, the man's reputation was solid. They knew he stole a little money every now and then. That's okay. We just had an offering. Somebody stole a little money during the offering. You didn't give God what you 
Oh, uh, you, you didn't give God what you were supposed to. A am I losing you? I I'm trying to drive the Judas out of me. In the upper room, the disciple asked Jesus who would betray him. They didn't know that it was Judas. Judas was trusted with the money bag. Now, you know you got to be trusted to keep the money. And that baffles me that the Lord knew that he was betrayed. And he said, Judas, I'm going to put you in charge of the money. Now, you can mess with, with a whole lot of folks' stuff, but when you mess with the money... Amen. He was the treasurer. John 12 and 6 put it this way. Now, he said this not because he was concerned about the poor, but because he was a thief. And, and, and as he had the money box, he used to pilfer what was put into it. So he had the right association. He had the right reputation. And listen, he had the right participation. Oh, he came to church. Judas was with the other others. Judas went out with the others to teach and preach the good news according to Mark chapter 6, verse 7 and 8. When the Lord sent his disciples out, he sent Judas out with them. So, preacher, what are you saying? The right association and the right reputation and the right participation look like I ought to be right. Am I right about it? I know I'm right about it. Here's a word of warning to the believers. The devil will just as easily send you to hell from the pew than he would from the gutter. He don't care about you going to church. He care about you falling in love with the Lord. He don't care that you hang out with Christians. He care about you falling in love with Jesus. He don't care that you got a good reputation and everybody thinks highly of you. He don't, he don't care about that. He's concerned about you falling in love with Jesus. He don't care that you participate and cook the best green bean casserole in four counties, three states, and two countries. He just care about you falling in love with Jesus. Are you still there? Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 13, 5, test yourself. Now, I know you spend time testing me and, and testing somebody on your road, but the Bible didn't say test me. It said test yourself. You, you notice I'm trying to drive the Judas out in me. I don't want you looking at me. Test yourself to see if you're in the faith. Examine yourself. And I asked the question one time, what's the difference between the test and the exam? He said, examine yourself, or do you not recognize this about yourself, that Jesus Christ is in you unless you fail the test? You still there? Don't think because you're religious that you're going to heaven. It was a religious crowd that crucified Jesus. It was the same people that sung Hosanna on a Sunday. You notice a week didn't even get through. They didn't even make it to the next Sunday before they were saying, 
crucify him. But then there's a word of encouragement to the believers. The other disciples didn't quit Jesus. The other disciples didn't quit serving Jesus just because everybody else left. The other people said, you know, Lord, I'm going to stay here with you because you are the only one that has the words for eternal life. All of them can go. I'm going to stay here with you. And in 22 years, a lot of people have come and a lot of people have gone, but you are still here. I was sharing with a pastor, I said, I've seen the house of prayer fill up, and I've seen the house of prayer empty out. I've seen the house of prayer fill up again, and I've seen the house of prayer empty out. But all of them, can, I remember the day when it was my wife, my son, and my father-in-law, but it looked like 200 people in there to me because I got a call from God, and I can't quit because somebody want to quit. Jesus turned to his disciples and said, do you want to leave me too? The other disciples stayed focused. Listen, if your focus is on Jesus and not the color of the carpet, you'll do fine. The Bible says fix your mind on, on Jesus, the author, the perfecter of our faith for the joy. We have an enemy here. It's a falsehood from the social gospel that we are hearing. Feeding people food for a day rather than feeding them with the gospel of Jesus for eternity. Yeah, the Bible says the day will come when men will heap up for themselves having itchy ears. Saints, don't get into a snare where you need everything in 30 minutes. Our fast food lifestyles. We need to preach a quick. You invite somebody to church, they say, is he long-winded? Tell them, go stay at home. I tell the saints in Texas, how be it for you to make plans for right after church? Who told you the Lord was going to let us out? Right after church. Social gospel feeds man's humanity while the saving gospel feeds men's spirit. Oh, just make me feel good, preacher. Social gospel only make the world a better place to go to hell from. The Bible says that if we desire godly life in Christ Jesus, we're going to face persecution. Amen. We sing the song, my God is awesome. He can move mountains. But when persecution come, we forgot that we just sung the song. John 6 and 64. But there are some of you who do not believe. I'm going to say that again for the slow people like me. But there are some of you who do not believe. If the word was not important applicable for today it wouldn't be in here in the book of John chapter 13 verse 18 I do not speak of all of you I know the one who I have chosen but it is the that the scriptures might be fulfilled who he who eats my bread 
has lifted up his seal against me. John 4 and 19, the woman said, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Jesus knew that Judas would betray him. I think I'm going to just keep going to see what my end going to be. Amen. In John 13, 19, the Bible says, from now on, notice this, from now on, I am telling you before it come to pass so that when it does occur, you may believe that I am he. You know, we have this thing called the unbelieving believers where we believe that the Lord can take us to heaven, but we don't believe he can pay a bill. We don't believe that he can make a way. We don't believe that he can heal the sick. We don't believe that he can raise the dead. But I want to tell you that God is able Are you still with me? Was Judas forced to betray Jesus? I was reading Jesus' brother James and the Bible. In the Bible, you know, I had to stop making excuse for myself. I would always, you know, I grew up in an era where Flip Wilson was on TV. And you know Flip's favorite line was, oh, come on, somebody know them. The devil made me do it. Quit lying on the devil. The Bible says that each man's sin when he is enticing and carried away by his own desire. You did that because you wanted to. I don't mean you. I'm talking about me. I'm just trying to drive the, the Judas out of me. Y'all still with me? Was he forced to betray Jesus? He had a free will. He made his own choice. By a show of hand, does anybody have to be at work in the morning before 9 o'clock, before 9 o'clock? Raise your hand. If you have to be anywhere in the morning before 9 o'clock. Amen. Come on, Holy Ghost. They getting it. I'm almost there. <laughs> Judas was responsible for his own action. Jesus said in John 6, 70 and 71, Jesus answered them, did I myself not choose you, the 12, and yet one of you is a devil? Jesus. Now, he meant Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, for, for he, one of the 12, was going to betray him. One of the things about sin is sin, notice this, had deceived Judas. That's why, saints, we can't play around in sin much longer. See, see, when you let sin in the car, it, it, it ain't going to stay on the driver's side. Sin wants to drive, and, 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 and it will take you longer and farther than you, and you will ask yourself, how did I end up here? with my sanctified self. After walking three and a half years with the Lord, sin had deceived Judas. Judas tried to give back the silver to clear his conscience. That's what we do a lot of times in Texas. We come to church on Sunday to clear our conscience. 
And then we go right back at it on Monday. But, 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 but. Now, that's what we do in Texas. Now, I know you all are a little different up here. Judas tried to clear his conscience, and, and so he tried to go and give back the money. You know, a lot of times we say, Lord, forgive us for the stuff we know we're going to go and do right after we ask the Lord to forgive us. But that's what we do in, in Texas. I know you all don't do that here. Matthews 27 and 4 saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. They said, what does that to do with us? See, see to that yourself. Sin deceived Judas. Sin destroyed Judas. Judas hung himself. People all over the world today are hanging themselves. And what is the root of this? The root of it is sin. Matthews 27, 5 through 7, and he threw the pieces of silver into the temple. I'm almost finished, saints. Into the temple sanctuary and departed, and he went away and hung himself. The chief priest took the pieces of silver and said, It is not lawful to put them into the temple treasure since, my God, since it is the price of blood. Well, didn't it come out of the temple treasure? They conferred together, and with the money, they bought the potter's field as a burial place for, for strangers. Sin had not only deceived Judas, it not only destroyed uh, Judas, but notice this, sin had also damned Judas. Judas' life didn't end there when he hung himself on the rope. You know that we have eternal life either in Christ or not. And I was going to ask Bishop if I could better come to know Christ. If not, you are on your way to hell. There's a busload passing by the church every morning, picking up people on their way to hell. Uh, Judas was in church, reputation, association. Two categories of people. They'll say, God, not my will, but your will be done. That's a good category. You still there? For that one, God welcomes into heaven. But then there is this other person, God. Not thy will, but my will be done. Let me show you how subtle sin is. The Bible says that in the beginning was the logos, the word of God. You can't separate God from his word. And the Holy Spirit loves the word of God. Always want to be under the word of God. Can I pick for a minute? When school started this morning, you said, God, not thy will, but my will be done. I'll see them at 1030. Most churches have shut off the school of ministry. And we have the audacity to send our children to a school five days a week that won't lift up the name of the Lord, but we won't bring them to church to hear the word of God. Uh, 
We're sending our children to a system that, that, that are scratching their heads trying to determine if girls and boys should be using the same restrooms and it's okay for us to send them there. My wife's a Sunday school teacher, and she came to her pastor. She said, I'm not talking to you as my husband. I'm talking to you as my pastor. Every time I prepare to teach children, ain't none of them here. I say, woman, I'm talking to you as your pastor. You just go sit back there till God sends someone here. If parents don't realize that their children are not going to make it in this world without Jesus, it is not the children's fault. Bible say you're to train them up in the way they should go. Oh, that was a day to park because you wasn't going to miss no Bible study. You, you hide your shoe if you want to, Jeff. I went to church. I thought hiding my shoe would get me out of it. You still with me? I'm almost there. Second Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slow about his promise as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any of us to perish. I'm going to finish with the security of the believer's. To those that question eternal security of the believer, notice this, they do this because of Judas. People ask me all the time, do you believe in once saved, always saved? I say that's a bad question. The question is, were you ever saved? If you were ever saved, saints, yeah, the Bible say, go check your fruit basket. You, it'll tell on you. I remember asking the Lord when I driving down the highway, Lord, am I yours? He said, no. So I had to get right with Jesus. Are you still there? I had to get right with the Lord. In John 6 and 37, he says, all that the Father give me will come to me, and the one who comes to me will certainly not I was certainly not cast out. Judas had never been born again. Parents, I say this. You need to make sure your children are born again. See, when you've put a child in the ground, it takes on a different meaning. But the greatest joy that I had was before my child went to meet the Lord, I saw to it that she was saved. See, the Lord saved me, then he saved my children, and then one of my children went to be with the Lord. Imagine what my life would be like today knowing that I didn't teach my child And he's still God. He gave us a promise. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Are you still with me? I'm going to close with this. Judas betrayed Jesus and is in hell. Matthew 26, 24, the son of man is to go. Just as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had not 
been born. Judas betrayed Jesus and is in hell. Peter denied Jesus and he's in heaven. And, and when I was looking at this, I got so excited because I was one of those guys who blasphemed the Lord. See, saints, it's not a matter of what you did. The issue is what are you doing now? Luke 22 and 31, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded permission to sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you, once you have, been, have turned again, strengthen your brother. So when you're not in the fellowship, I don't get my strength. See, we got a mission, saints. And, 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 the, and the Sunday school was so rich this morning. The school of ministry was so rich this morning. It talked about our priorities. And I want to tell you on the day, I know that our priorities are all messed up. Amen. Oh, my God, our priorities have, we've bought into the American dream that is now becoming an American nightmare. The Bible says that we're to seek first the kingdom of God, which means our life orientation centers around God. If you take care of God's business, he'll take care of your business. I know what I'm talking about. See, I was working for a Fortune 500 company, and the Lord said, quit if I'm going to use you. And I did, and at the brokest point of my my life when I couldn't even pay my bills I turned to my wife and I said the Lord's gonna make us a millionaire why because he rewards faithfulness saying and he's a faithful God so I started taking care of God's business I wasn't even a preacher then I just started taking care of the business of the Lord one day my wife was sitting down looking at the old bank account and she just started smiling. And I knew what she was smiling for. Amen. She just started, and she looked at me. I said, uh-huh. That's our God. She went from calling me saying, baby, ain't no money on the bank account. I said, write the check. But it ain't going to write the check. And a week later, she said, honey, I don't know how it got through there. My God is awesome. He that does not stand for Jesus stands against Jesus. trying to drive the Judas out of me. Don't betray the Lord with your lifestyle. I want to say this old country word. Ain't nobody studying you. You don't have to look holy. Be holy. Paul said, I don't want to know nothing about you but Jesus Christ. And him crucified. If you don't know the Lord, give your life to him today. I played this Jesus thing for 20 years of my life. And the Lord saved me. 
And that's usually the response to salvation. But that ain't heaven's response. Heaven shout. Saints, are we concerned about souls? Let me ask you a question. How many people have you shared your faith with this week? You say, well, preacher, it's the first day of the week. What does that got to do with anything? Are we concerned about souls being saved? Are we concerned about the gospel being spread? You see the impact that this church has? It took a young man sitting in the audience mocking the preacher. But that man wouldn't have been there if the church didn't send him there. So your greatest work, not in Africa, is in Texas. When a little old country boy heard from the Lord. And that word drove the Judas out of me. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise on this morning.